Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is giving the listeners of this podcast a free audiobook and 30-day free trial if you sign up through audibletrial.com slash fsproductions. I personally love audiobooks and use Audible all the time. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, you're sure to find something you like. Make sure to sign up through audibletrial.com slash fsproductions so they know we sent you. Today's podcast is also sponsored by Amazon. If you do any shopping on Amazon, please use the Amazon link on fsproductions.ca. It won't cost you anything extra, but Amazon will give us a percentage of the money you were going to spend anyway. While you're there, check out the online store. You can buy t-shirts and stickers, and that also helps to support the show. If you would like to donate to the show, visit my Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash froggystyle. That's frog, the letter E, underscore style. Every dollar helps me provide you with higher quality content. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, so unfortunately for this episode of Groove Talk, about 20 minutes into the episode, one of my mics stopped working. Um, The conversation was very good, so I decided to post it anyways. But just to let you know, about 20 minutes into the conversation, it sounds like I'm talking from across the room, and that is because of technical difficulties. Unfortunate, but these things happen. So I hope you enjoy the show anyway, and please enjoy my interview with Otter Otter. This is Groove Talk with Froggy Style. On this episode of Groove Talk, we are joined yet again by Otter Otter. Hi. Thanks for coming back. Of course. Things have definitely, I guess, changed a little bit since the last time you were here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what have you been up to? Uh, Just just working. Well, recently working. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been making a new EP, uh, producing that one myself. I'm also doing an EP with my friend Brom. Um, He's put an album out just earlier this year. It's pretty good. And my friend Enzo's also got an EP coming out with me. Cool. And that's like, it's got some space rap stuff on it, and it'll be fun. I don't <laughs> know when any of these are coming out. They're just all in the works. I'm also working on a, uh album I'm calling Digital Busking, where I'm just doing like acoustic covers of songs I really love. Nice. That's that was awesome. So you're pretty busy then. Yeah, so busy. <laughs> and didn't you also, didn't you just release an album as well? I like did. earlier? I this year? released two albums this year. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Hasn't been that long. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Bebo Grove came out in May. Yeah. And then, yeah, Oct- uh, was it October? I don't know. It's all blending together. Sometime in October, uh, Garden Party came out 
which was one that I did with the Hidden Garden Collective, which is like a group of people from around the world. I don't know if maybe we talked about this last time. Yeah, I think we did a little bit, but why don't okay. you just, uh, I don't know, mention again for people who maybe haven't heard it's it. It's just like a bunch of super cool guys. Uh, my buddy Jay Fisher kind of introduced me to the group, and I worked with a couple of just really excellent producers, and they like sent me some tracks, and I wrote some stuff, and sent it back, and they reworked stuff, and it was just like really awesome collaborative effort without actually being able to physically be in touch with these people right yeah yeah which it turned out really really awesome and pretty cohesive surprisingly cool so that one's pretty great and then the one i'm working on now is uh mainly just focusing on keeping the songs like under a minute <laughs> okay so i was kind of aiming for shorter songs on garden party but this time I'm just, I really, really want to do really short songs, like Kid Dynamite style, just... Okay. Is there any specific reason for that, like the shorter songs? Just like some I just, style I, choice? Or? I love, I've always loved short songs. I also feel like uh, as we get further and further as a society, we might be becoming a little bit harder to get the focus of. So, you know, for someone like me, who's just trying to get people to hear them. I feel like making short songs is maybe a good way to go about that. I've been putting up videos of what I'm recording them and I mostly just like throw the beats together and then write the song and record it all in a day. So cool. It's been working out pretty well. And yeah. I've got like some little stories and some personal stuff and it's it's pretty fun so far sweet and i guess you can just like chalk it full of songs then as well yeah you i've got nine so far i haven't decided on the definite end for it there's yeah. no real like number of songs i'm aiming for but cool. i've got nine so far so it's i think about eight minutes in total nice i'd like it to be you know a decent <laughs> length if you feel like <laughs> listening to it all the way through yeah but yeah, it's it's just been really fun because cool. I don't know if you want to listen to this if you like the beat and you want to listen to it then you just have to listen to it again. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just put it on repeat. I don't have I don't have any like instrumental parts at all on the whole album so far. It's just like song starts. I just fraps all the way through it and then song ends. Next song's up. Cool. So it's been it's been a fun project. I'm enjoying it. That's good. I definitely agree with you, though. We live in, like, the society of Vines and Instagram, oh, yeah, where, man. like, people, you want 10-second videos, and, and you like, want your punchline. I'm as guilty like, as anybody else is. Like, yeah. it's, it's just so difficult to get people's attention these days. Yeah, definitely. It, we, we live in a, a scroll society. <laughs> we live yeah. in a, a swipe society. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not really, like thinking about it we're just i don't know if it doesn't grab your attention immediately then why would you invest time into it yeah. i'm only asking people to invest like 55 seconds yeah. on instagram or whatever so i feel like that's that's not too much of a commitment <laughs> you know you're right i'm not like sit down and listen to me talk about my feelings for five minutes <laughs> or like sit down and let me tell you about how we're fucking this shit up for five minutes and like that's cool and that's mostly you know what i listen to i love hip-hop and that's mostly what it is but yeah. i just want to try something else yeah for sure and like 
it's not something that I, it's not prevalent, you know, it's <laughs> something that is different for sure. I haven't really encountered anything like that. So there's punk bands and things that write really short songs. Those are always, those are always my favorites. Cause it's just, you know, to the point, yeah. get a whole bunch out and then it's done and it's great. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, that should be looking forward to hearing some of it. Awesome. Also, um, we're doing that uh, song together. Oh, yes. A few days ago. Yes. That should be fun. Be pretty good. I haven't done music in a while, so. <laughs> Sounds great. Were those, are those the same, uh, like, samples and stuff? Yeah, that I heard yeah, you, like, same first samples, the just, with? like, uh changed them slightly yeah yeah started playing with it again went back to it and like took a lot of stuff away actually because that's all it needs sometimes yeah exactly right? <laughs> and especially for what i'm in like intending it for it's not just going to be an instrumental and i feel like instrumentals need more kind of oomph to them right. a little bit because that's what's drawing it in that's what you're focused on but if like as something for that it has lyrics over top of it the lyrics are usually the main focus of the thing, so that's why I decided to kind of, I don't know, cut a lot of things away, because right. I wanted to have it, like, lyrics over top of it and stuff, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I totally get that, like, because I also produce. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I can see, like, when, when I'm working on, like, instrumental stuff, then... You've gotta, you've gotta have like the lead instrumentation and the background instrumentation and like the mm. percussion section or whatever because as instrumental music, it's gotta be, it's gotta be interesting, right? Yeah, exactly. There's way more. There's many more layers to it. Definitely, and you need those layers because it has to exactly has definitely. To be Whereas if you've got vocals, that's like a huge range filler. You yeah, could, you could drop out everything but like a bass. And yeah, you could kit. you could it literally have great. like a kick and a snare with vocals over top of it, and it could be an interesting yep. song. Yep. Like <laughs> people have made that song <laughs> exactly. And like vocals fill when there are vocals present, it's like eighty percent of the attention, and yeah. like twenty percent goes to the music. But I mean, like writing those writing those lead instrumentation parts are the exact same thing as writing vocal melodies. Yeah. I, well, that's the way that I've always taken well you're just using the approach different instruments right exactly the voice is still an instrument exactly like, so. and without it having like words to pronounce itself it's got its own you know timbre or vibrato or whatever yeah. whatever you're doing to whatever instrument you've chosen to present that with yeah music's a very interesting thing in that regard you know what I mean you can commit or you can portray or get across emotions strictly through noises that aren't like uh words like just you, through noises in general you absolutely know, that aren't words you like, can like convey emotions and yes through force people's brains to play out scenes of some sort it's uh, it does magic things through a progression of certain tones exactly yeah very very Yay for music. Let's Certain just take tones. And let's just let's also consider how many semitones there are. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. So uh you have all of your fingers plus if you had like extra pinkies or something. <laughs> that would be how many notes there are in music, yeah. human music as we understand it. Yeah. And do people make the same song? People make similar sounding songs, yeah. sure, but I mean, all music 
ever has been created with the same 12 notes. Yeah, exactly. It just in different, like, yeah, different octaves, different, yeah, it's How crazy. you make them play off of other notes, how you play with, like, the syncopating rhythms and things like that. Yeah. It's just, it's what you do with those 12 notes. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, through all history ever of music, there's not that many repeating things for only 12 notes. Exactly, and there's always been breakthroughs in music there's always been like a new thing in music it's always the same 12 notes but we keep finding ways to make that bigger yeah well like even look at like look at electronic music now like you're still using those 12 notes but you're just using them very strangely and distorting things in crazy ways and listen to electronic music's capabilities in like the 80s and then progressing through the 90s and then just like fast forward to where we are now it's yeah. just leaps and bounds it's yeah, crazy. amazing it's amazing what computers are capable of what yeah. humans are capable of doing with computers, computers it's, yeah it's a banana sandwich man yeah, yeah it is pretty crazy it's kind of like the next step in evolution is just perfecting our technology you know and making it an extension of ourselves yeah exactly. eventually to ai obviously but like it's I always said, just, that could just be the next step. It's always just aiding us and doing what we want to do better. Yeah, exactly. Easier. Easier, better. Yeah. We're not, like, committing brain power to certain tasks anymore, like, for example, like, memory and stuff. Like, you don't remember anybody's phone number anymore. Like, I don't, at least. I maybe have two or three phone numbers that I could tell you off by heart, and it's like my mother's and my old home phone number (laughs) and my own phone number (laughs) i don't even i don't have a cell phone now but when i did have a cell phone i didn't know its number i know this was that cell phone it's now just an ipod (laughs) nice (laughs) uh i know alex's cell phone number because i've had to call her from grocery stores and things before (laughs) and i still know my parents cell phone number home phone number because it hasn't changed exactly as a child exactly thankfully if i lost my phone or if my phone didn't work the only people i could call are my is my mother yeah. like and her house <laughs> so yes or like go into a coffee shop or something and be like can i use your phone also, is it like six one one or four one one or like what's the directory thing that I call to look people up? Do you know what I'm talking? You have no idea what I'm talking about. Can you you're look fifteen somebody... and yeah. you've, you've never encountered this problem before. Can you look something up for me? Like, just can I use somebody... your phone for a moment <laughs> and log it. into my Facebook so that I can message my friend? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, man, um, I was working with the boss's son. And he's 17 years old. Oh, yeah. Michael, right? Yeah. Um, we were talking about something. I forget what it was. I think there's, there's some song came on on the radio. And I was like, man, this sounds like the the dial-up tone that used to play. You remember? And he was like, no, what's what's dial-up? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like fax machines? You yeah. Know, like, we still, use, to like we still use fax machines, and though. like, what is paper? <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Like, ah, uh, I never, I had, did not feel, I felt so old at that moment. Dude, I worked with him last summer yeah. and we were talking about, uh, 
because I'm always curious, like, what are kids up to these days? Because I'm fucking old now, I guess. Yeah. It just happens, you know? Yeah. One day you're just old. Yeah. I guess that's now. Yeah. I thought I'd be grayer, but I'm old now. Right. Right. Here's this conversation. I'm already gray, man. I got gray hairs. <laughs> Fuck. I want those. So he was, we were talking about, like, you know, what what kids are up to these days. And they're, like, riding around on hoverboards that aren't really hoverboards. Yeah, oh, the stupid wheel ones? Yeah. Do they got, actually do that? They've got wheels. I don't yeah. know. Kids use those, apparently. I thought that those were just, like, a complete and novelty then, thing. That no, was and there's, like, schools that have banned hoverboards, just that's like they fair. used to ban those wheelie sneakers. Yeah, and, that's fair. I mean, those are dangerous in the hallways. And I was like, <laughs> what about, like... What about those kids who hang out by the hill or by the bus stop or, you know, by the trees or whatever and smoke cigarettes all day? Like, what kind of shit are they into? And he's like, oh, you know, just like powders and stuff. And I was like, what? He's like, I was like, do they smoke weed and shit? And he's like, no, nobody smokes weed anymore. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And he's like, well, I don't know. That's just like kind of for old people. And I was like, oh, shit. And he was like. Yeah, and like oh, they, they also don't really smoke cigarettes anymore. Like everybody vapes. Everybody vapes. People who don't even like like it nicotine vape. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And he's like, "Yeah, smoking's for old hipsters." And I was like, "Jesus fuck! <laughs> I'm old. I'm a hipster. <laughs> no." <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so yeah. Everybody uh, my age who's listening to this, we're fucking aging hipsters, guys. <laughs> They're vaping MDMA now. They don't give a shit. <laughs> They're the kids of the future. Everybody's dying from fentanyl and kids are like, yeah, fuck it. I don't know. Give me a powder. <laughs> uh that was only 10 years ago. I'm only, like, I've only been out of high school. I was 16 10 years ago. Like, yeah, uh, Now I know what my parents feel like. But I oh, feel like... Oh, shit, it's my 10-year reunion next really? year. I don't know if that's an organized thing that people do anymore. I feel like somebody has to... touch on Facebook. I feel like somebody has to organize it. <laughs> I don't... I wouldn't be gung-ho to organize my... Re- I... Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I don't want to go to my high school reunion. Just I really care. Don't really see much of a point. No. I've got far too much social anxiety to tolerate being around that many people I vaguely know. Yeah, I think it's I hang like out... It's just not a possibly fun situation for me. I think I hang out with like maybe three people from high school. And one of those people I didn't even hang out with in high school. I hang out with... After, we just happened to go to the same high school, I guess. Like, I've got a couple, but there's just, like, not many people I still talk yeah. to from high school. And then it's funny to think about, because when you are in high school, you're like, these are the most important days of my life. And it's like, <laughs> man, I have all these friends. Yeah. And here I am, ten years later, being like, wait, who are yeah. they, though? <laughs> oh, man, I don't like any of you anymore. Well, they're all going to be like... Drug addled <laughs> pill heads by the time they're our age, anyway. So, the fuck do they care? Memory is just another thing falling out. Eh, I mean, <laughs> as a teenager now, and you look at our society, would you? What would you be like? Would you be like, 
huh? <laughs> like, it's just I don't like, know, man. Like, being a... This just always has appealed to me because it's just, like, it's just a plant. Oh, yeah. It's so simple. Definitely that. Like, the fact that that's even something that is wrong in our society or that you can get into trouble with the law for is stupid. Yeah, and it's just as intoxicated as I think it is person needs to be on a regular basis <laughs> i just can't imagine doing like party drugs every day <laughs> well no i think if you're doing that then you have a problem yeah and you should probably get some help yeah because <laughs> that's not good for you um but hey whatever hey man do drugs what you are good do. Yeah. drugs are good do, like drugs. do what you want to do you're fine if you would like to do party drugs every day, that is completely your choice. But maybe detrimental to your health. <laughs> yeah, just as long as you're aware of that. You're not ex- <laughs> like expecting sympathy or, you know. <laughs> as long as you're aware that you're making poor life decisions, then, hey, do what you will. Do what you will. Yeah. Have you been playing shows and stuff lately? No. No? Not really. Um, you still... Keeping in with that DJ crew? No. No? Not even a little anymore. Is that still like a thing? I, it is. I just kind of, I don't know. Not really what I'm looking for, and I don't really want to be playing shows kind of right now. I'm kind of focusing on other things, like this podcast. I like doing like, music when I want to do podcast. music. <laughs> yeah. I've, I like doing the podcast. It's kind of been my main focus lately. Um... I've been doing, like, some writing and stuff. And, like, like it's, I don't know. I don't like having that kind of pressure to do music. I just like doing it whenever <laughs> I yeah. want to do it. So. I feel that, man. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, if you're, if you're like most people and you just, like, you just make, make a thing and then you, like, you want to perform that thing. And then, like, most people just don't make a lot of things. They just, like, you perform the segments of that thing, right? Yeah. And you just, like, do that for a while because I have to do this every week. And then it gets a little bit... I'm sure everybody in the audience doesn't feel it. Yeah. But it's repetitive for oh. the person who's doing it. Yeah. Right? I could definitely see that. Because, like, half the people that you're playing for, you know, weren't there last time you were there. Yeah. Weren't there for the last five times you were there. Exactly. But you, and you've probably done those, like, if you're a touring band at least, you've done those five times, like, within a week, maybe even. <laughs> and you're just doing the same thing probably night after night. But, yeah. Yeah, I see how it could definitely become repetitive, but I don't know. But it's good, you know. Just do it when you want to do it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, so everybody should do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, when you try and force it, you make bad things. Exactly. It's just like a known fact. I <laughs> gradually kind of like gravitate back to it every once in a while. Like I'll open up Ableton and I'll just be like, what was I working on? I'll listen to it and then I'll like get into it kind of again, but... Or DJ or something. Uh, yeah. But when you like, when you approach those things, when you're feeling creative or you're feeling like, this is what I'm going to do right now. And you're like, yeah. you know, stoked to be doing it. Yeah, you're way more into then it. Then yeah. you just make good things. Yeah. Almost always, you I, just make good things. Even exactly. if you don't end up keeping them, they'll be good things. I feel like when uh, you approach something and you're like forcing it or you feel like you have to do it, 
It's usually when I just like get nothing done. Like I'm just like I'll or do you stuff. Feel like, like you're recycling things. Yeah, I'll or... just like I'll do it and I'll be like, this just it's not working, or like why am I not in the zone or whatever, or, like flowing, or it's just yeah. And then once you start having fun with it, is when all the good stuff starts to happen. Truly, yeah. Just letting it, letting it happen. Yeah. So like when I do approach it with like the mood of, for example, when I'm making a DJ mix. If I approach it with this is just something that I want to do right now, I'm I can get into the zone easier, which lets me make the mix faster. So it would almost be more time forcing myself to do it than just doing it whenever I wanted to do right, it. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Um, because like most of the stuff, like I said, when it is forced, it sounds forced and it just it sounds like garbage it sounds like something else because you're not really like in the zone to be creating you're just in the zone to be putting it out yeah (laughs) yeah and that could also just be your uh perception of it too like you you could just sound that way because you're feeling that way truly well and there's also those people who you know they just treat it they just treat it like work and you know they make truly brilliant things oh yeah for sure because they grind away at it yeah like you know, don't keep 90% of the things that they make, but they've, you know, yeah. learned all of these things from forcing themselves into weird situations, right? Yeah. And you definitely need to put in the work to be good. Like, yeah. it's, you can't just be good. Like, there are very, 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 very few people in this world who are just good at things. Truly. There are those people, obviously, but they are few but and far we're between. not all them no no i'm, I'm definitely not one of them. i have to work <laughs> a long time at a thing before i yeah we've all got to work hard to get what we want but it's satisfying and like once oh, you start the seeing most satisfying yeah, otherwise once, we wouldn't be doing exactly it, right? <laughs> once you start seeing results you want to do it more because you see yourself getting better and it's one of the most satisfying things you finish something and you're like man this is the best thing that i've made yeah and then you start working on the next thing and you're like man this is the best thing I've made. Yeah. And then you get to the next thing and you're like, man, this is the best <laughs> thing I've made. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's what makes going back to projects hard sometimes. Cause you'll go back to something and you'll just be like, Oh man, I'm way better than this. And I need to change this completely. Like, what was I thinking here? And my theory or the way that I approach it is just, just throw it, just throw it at the internet. Yeah. yeah, It's, there's a, there's a sense of permanence that way. If I've, you know, put it up on SoundCloud or something, then, you know, it's, that's, these are my demos because it's my SoundCloud page, but it's also like most, most of these won't change. If they do, they'll change for the better. They're probably not going to though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just letting my letting myself give my brain a break and just be like, don't obsess over this. <laughs> yeah. This is okay. You're doing fine. Yeah, <laughs> I just honestly, I'll just stop and I'll just move on and I'll just be like, that's in the past now. And then when I do come back to it, it usually ends up for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, like this last thing that I that now gave into right. Yeah, that's definitely something that ends up for the better. Yeah, it sounds so great now. Uh, right here is Cody's favorite part of the instrumental version of the song that he sent me.
uh, it was a tribute to Idea. Okay. Uh, Michael Larson, who died a few years back, unfortunately. Yeah. So they they put together this like wonderful tribute uh, film to him, and they've just been kind of taking it on tour around North America, and I think I heard Europe. Okay. Also, maybe. Sweet. I don't know. Yeah. And it's it's just really great because everybody everybody who's there is there because they, you know, really loved loved him and what he did and he was just just the best yeah. that ever was or will be. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks so much and it made me cry like five or ten times, but man. Yeah, oh yeah, and I got to play that show yeah, too, which I was look, crazy. I, I was gonna be there anyways. Influences and stuff. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like one of my biggest that. influences by far, yeah. and I heard that I heard that the show was going to be coming up to Vancouver, and it was like in the middle of the week, and I was still working at that time, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can drive nine hours to Vancouver like I might, and then I heard that there were adding a show in Edmonton and I was like, okay, no sweat. I can drive to Edmonton three hours, no problem. Yeah. Just gotta see this movie. And then they added a show in Calgary and I was like, uh and then I got to play that show in Calgary and I was like, uh <laughs> it was just like a, a wonderfully unexpected thing that happened. And yeah. like Praise Michael's mom is, was on tour and Crush Kill Records was, you know, selling idea merch and stuff still. And it's just, it was such a, such a wonderful event, such a great thing. And after they showed the movie, Carnage did this sick, like, loop pedal beatboxing stuff. And man, we were listening to the sound check beforehand when he was just like, testing out how, how everything sounds yeah. and he's like testing out sub bass tones that yeah. he's making with his fucking mouth <laughs> and they're like rattling the entire building and he's like nah I gotta get a little less of this frequency <laughs> I gotta get a little less of this frequency <laughs> and then just like he just like drops some like <laughs> I can't beatbox but he'd like he'd like drop a drum beat loop it he'd like drop a bass beat like loop it he'd give you some like high stuff loop it and then he'd give you like brilliant fucking raps on top of it and he was just like making all this shit on the fly yeah. flawless it was so great cool. and then afterwards uh, uh, DJ Abilities uh, for the second time first time yeah, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos of them, so it feels like more. It was really just one time. Yeah. And uh, that was that was really great. He he like played some old old idea and abilities stuff, but also some like new stuff that he's been working on. It was man, what a great night. That's good. What a great night. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Beatboxers are crazy. But yeah. Ones were good. Man, the stuff that, that guy could do with his mouth was just uh, that sounds gross. <laughs> if you were to clip that, actually, I, re I recommend you clip that and just like put it at the beginning or end of the episode so it's out of context. They'll have forgotten about it by the time they hear it. Somebody can like blackmail you with that. But the things that guy could do with his mouth were just ridiculous. Yeah. Just every piece of it was him. Yeah. Just a guy in a microphone and his mouth. 
and like a couple of pedals, you know, it was nuts. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, at Shambhala one year, I listened to an hour and a half set of somebody who was beatboxing, and they did an entire hour and a half set, DJ set, you know, of beatboxing entirely. All the sounds were looped. It's just so awesome. It's Man, crazy. that's like, unbelievable. Yeah. It's very, so nuts. Very I saw, I saw, like, Comedy Bang Bang's got Reggie Reggie Watts as their like house band or whatever, okay. and that's like his thing. That was the first time I'd ever seen anybody do that, and I was like, "That's so cool! Yeah. Why hasn't anybody done this before?" <laughs> and then it turns out that there's like a bunch of people who do it really, really well. It's not just like this one guy who's dominating the market. It's like, man, such a cool thing. Yeah. What an awesome skill to have. Yeah. I don't have it. No, but it's cool to see it with, like when they add in instruments like recorders and harmonicas and shit and they beatbox into it so they're doing drum beats but they're doing it through a harmonica so the harmonica is also playing oh haven't seen that kind of stuff but yeah, it's really cool well that's a new youtube hole for me to go down i suppose <laughs> beatbox plus harmonica <laughs> beatbox loop pedals that's gonna be a deep hole yeah, there's a guy called beardy man you should definitely Cool beans. Yeah. And he has Beardy his man. Easy yeah. to remember. Beardy man, yeah, super easy to remember. And he has his whole, like, whole custom contraption made with like four iPads. And oh, shit. Loop. Yeah, it's crazy. He actually did a <laughs> TED Talk. Really? Yeah, so you can actually even see him on the TED Talk. Well, I think I'll have to look that up. Yeah, pretty interesting. Definitely, definitely recommend. It's kind of something that has, like, Something that has just started to get big, you know, beatboxing, and because I maybe because bass music is getting big, and there's a lot music is big right now that doesn't have any lyrics for the right. first time, almost I feel. Yeah. Like music that doesn't have any lyrics whatsoever can still be like in the mainstream and popular. Truly. Know, yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened. Maybe like with j I don't know. Jazz. I don't know if that's ever. Oh, there's in the mainstream. an awful lot of vocal jazz too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you know, no, I, I think you I think you're right. I don't know for sure, but since like the Middle Ages or whatever. Yeah. But like I, I feel like maybe that's why beatboxing has become more um prevalent. It's just like music. a such it's just such an impressive and raw skill to have. Just I'm a human and I can do this all by myself without anything. <laughs> If I didn't have a microphone, I could still do this just as awesomely. Yeah, you literally don't need anything except for your voice. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. So cool. <laughs> very interesting. So I've, I kind of envy people who can like just create things with their voice. Yeah. I definitely don't want to <laughs> Yeah, man, me neither. But I have been thinking lately, like, I want to get one of these loop pedals because that seems like such a fun play thing to play with if I'm working by myself, which I do a lot. I mostly work by myself. Yeah. But, like, I, I do rocking for dollars most weeks, yeah. which is uh, down at Broken City now. Used to be at Night Owl. Yeah. Might have still been at Night Owl last time I was on here. But it's at Broken City now. Every Wednesday it's, like, three bucks, which is dope. And it's... it's a really chill place to try things out so yeah. I think I might get one of those little loop pedals and just 
try some stuff out. Yeah. I've got a electric drum kit and I've got a bass that I could probably mic both of them up through it or something like that. And I don't know. It'd be cool. Yeah, it it's something that I want to start playing with because it seems fun as hell. Yeah. Like live looping is very interesting. There's a lot of people who do really cool things with it, Dude. especially in the electronic, electronic music genre. Even in, even in, uh, do you listen to Ed Sheeran at all? I know of him. Do not listen to him. I've heard that, yes, he does. He's like super famous, writes songs for One Direction and stuff. But (laughs) he also, when he goes on tour, he just brings like a loop pedal deck and an acoustic guitar. And it's unreal. That's cool. And like, I'm pretty sure Brendan went yeah oh yeah we talked about that yeah he said that he was actually very like pleasantly surprised at how good he was live yeah because i i saw him live for the first time in vancouver i think and it was like this big outdoor festival with a huge stage and like the opening band plays and then like ed sheeran and they're like, hey, we, we want to welcome everybody, and here's Ed Sheeran. And he just, like, walks out on the stage, and it's just him and his guitar. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this asshole, I paid money for this shit. He's just going to, like, he's just going to Dallas green me. <laughs> I don't want this. And no, not at all. It was fucking unreal. Just I've seen him, like, two or three times now, and it's just unreal every time. So cool. He'll, like, make a drum rhythm with the guitar, and then he'll, like, play the guitar part, and then he'll do, like, five-part vocal harmonies on top of it, just all by himself with loop pedals. And you, to do that stuff live, like, you got you to gotta be on point. Like, yeah, if, you oh, me- sure. if you mess up where the loop ends or something like that, then it syncs up wrong, yeah. and it's just it's weird. I'm sure he's practiced so much. <laughs> I, want, I just want to start playing with that. Yeah, that would be, definitely be something that would be cool. Um, you also like have to have those melodies in your head and be able to be good enough to like just transmit that into a like an instrument or on the yeah. guitar, or, like without fucking around. Well, and luckily, I've played guitar for actually the majority of my life now. Yeah, that's cool. I'm so old enough to have been playing guitar for longer than I've been not playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so I've at this point I can for the most part hear something and just know where it is on the guitar. Yeah. So if it's in my head, I can usually get to it pretty quick. Cool. And that's they can watch me noodle for a couple of seconds before yeah. I get it. <laughs> but like if you're doing that live, you can't like you know you just have to. Well, I guess you can a little. You just don't record, but like you have to. Don't want to make people wait for five minutes yeah. while you sit there. <laughs> well, you're just like playing around. You're like, no, no, uh, no. No, just kidding. I'm not making a loop. I'm just free jazzing over this part. <laughs> so I mean, like that's how I usually find groups and stuff is I play around with them because I don't, I don't normally have specific things in my head. I guess so. Some skill that I just don't have, and I don't see myself being able to do it. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't either see myself able to do it, but I'm going to give it a shot, because yeah, why sure. not? Honestly, <laughs> That's another thing I'd like to be able to do if like, I can. It's just a practice thing, I feel like. The more you do it, the more it kind of just comes to you. Fully. I definitely noticed that there are a lot more just, like, random musical things happening in my brain now that I do music than 
say compared to when I wasn't doing these. Yeah, because things just kind of drift in because you're subconsciously just always looking for more juice for the kettle. Wait, that's a bad metaphor. You're looking for more bacon for the pan. You're looking for looking for more sandwiches for the kids. <laughs> no. They don't need sandwiches. They get lettuce wraps. <laughs> that's just that's just empty fiber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so would you mind uh, expanding a little bit on like what rocking for dollars is? Oh man, that's the greatest thing I yeah. feel like is going on in the city right now musically. It's because it's a weekly event. And they encourage every and any uh, act that's two or more people to come and play music. And everybody, everybody is there to see punk bands and metal bands and indie bands and hip hop artists a couple times. And they're just down for, they're just down to see whatever. Everybody who's there is, is very open-minded at the end of every set, everybody in the bar lines up and the people performing shake everybody's hand. And so it's, it's just a, it's so great. Like I went a few times and I just got to know everybody quickly because it's such a awesome community. And I, I honestly am there most weeks just because <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. And fortunately they let me play most weeks also. Solid. But you know, even the ones that I don't, I just love. I just love hanging out there. Yeah. And BJ Killer, the guy who puts it on, he he brought this whole idea over from. He used to be in Halifax, yeah. so this was at Night Owl for a while. But it wasn't doing so hot while it was there because it's kind of like it was the downstairs of Night Owl. Sorry, yeah. so it's it's kind of like a a bar that nobody really walks into accidentally like it's yeah. it's kind of tucked away underneath the real club and yeah. nobody really knows it's there so it was mostly just like the bands and people that the bands knew directly who were there to hang out but yeah. now that it's a broken city it's it's really becoming like more of a more of a thing because people just go to broken city on weeknights yeah. just to drink and hang out and yeah. eat food Especially but you can like, still do. It's like $3, too. So I mean... $3, man. <laughs> who doesn't have $3? It's so, yeah. it's so easy. I, I pay it every week. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> they have... All of that money just goes directly to... They add $200 onto the wheel every week. Yeah. And, like, paying the bartenders and the sound guy and everything. Yeah. And, it's it just seems like such a non thing to just like it's fucking pay three bucks it's fine. Yeah. There was recently I saw some like thing blow up on Facebook briefly about some asshat who had obviously never been to Rockin' for Dollars but was convinced that it was some kind of scam <laughs> to like to like shill artists out of their hard earned three dollars but like. Okay. I, I mean, like, I, I don't know how much money they're making off of the door. And there's also like ten acts playing. And <laughs> don't go telling the cops, but they give everybody in the bands a drink ticket. Yeah. So if you're gonna drink anything, it's gonna cost you three dollars. It's yeah. gonna cost you more than three dollars. You're making money just going in there <laughs> and hanging out at a bar. So 
uh, that's a fucked thing. Yeah. But yeah, they just get, you know, they try and fill the lineup every week with like a maximum of, I think, 10 bands. But yeah. it's, it's great, man. It's, it, there's, I, there's fantastic bands that play there. I mean, yeah. the dudes have come through a couple times. Uh, High Kicks was just playing last night. Uh, the Isotopes, when they came through, like, they, uh, out for a rip, bud. I can't remember his name, but uh, he he was here with, with his, like, I think he was, like, the producer and hype man, and they were just fucking out of control. It was bonkers. It was so fun. And, yeah, man, that guy can rap, like, for real. I, I feel like he, he did that out for a rip shit because it, you could make money on YouTube, I guess, if you do ridiculous stuff. Well, yeah. And it's like, it's a funny joke about Canada. It's the same reason that <laughs> it's wonderful. Style. Yeah, it's dude. Because he knew it was he knew. ridiculous and he knew that that would blow up on YouTube. And then he knew, like, people are going to check out what I actually do for real. Yeah. So, like, they did out for a rip. They had, like, one other kind of Canada y weird silly song yeah. but the rest of the set was just like solid awesome raps cool. <laughs> it was great <laughs> and uh, i mean that's the kind of thing that i love about rocking for dollars is every band that goes up it's you're rolling the dice sometimes yeah. it's very rare that there's a bad band but sometimes there's bad bands uh, yeah. and sometimes there's bands that look like they're going to be bad bands that are awesome and you want to see them come back every week and some, some of them are, do some of them are purposely bad bands. yes there have been quite a few bands that have been purposely bad and bands who have just gone up on stage and jammed for 15 minutes yeah. and you know sometimes it ends up being pretty cool sometimes people just go outside and smoke yeah. but <laughs> But you need those guys too, you know? And Rapex was there one time with just a drummer, and they just freestyled a whole 15 minute set. The drummer just made up some drum beats and he did raps over top of it. And yeah, man, it's just such a fun time. Every week, it also fun time. It's like a really good thing for like local artists yeah. to get involved with. I'm sure you get you can if you're looking for it you can get feedback as well. Yeah, do you have feedback? You you meet other people in bands. Like if you want to start working with other people, it's a great place to meet people, and it's it's becoming like a bigger thing now. So like there's there's quite a few people who show up, and you actually end up performing for. It's it's still like a toss up. There's there's either going to be fifty people there. Or there's going to be like a packed bar, but. Yeah. It's it's still like you're you're performing for people, right? Yeah. And that's all I ever want to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's at the very least, if you're a less experienced band, it's a great opportunity for you to get like real stage experience yeah. in a very like loving and supportive environment that will not not be harsh on you. Like people will tell you that like that was that was good. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to lie to you. There's going to be some people who will tell you that you're a piece of shit, but <laughs> that, that's to be expected if you if you suck as yeah. a band. But I mean, it's it's just so nice to be to be in a place where, regardless of what you do, people will just they'll accept you. Yeah, for sure. You make music. We love music. Yeah, let's all listen to music. We're yeah. just we're here for music. Yeah. we're here for music and supporting local artists and. Yeah. I happen to be one of them as well, I guess, so it's self-interested for me to be there. But, I, I mean, that's that's just kind of the the vibe that everybody there has is, is we're here because 
these are local bands and they're they're not getting we don't get paid nobody gets paid this yeah. that's not true people get paid there's win. there's money on the wheel there's a yeah. bunch of awesome prizes and like brewery tours and sweet stuff on the wheel yeah. you also occasionally could get to do a shot with the sound guy connor or spit yeah, a beer in yeah. bj's face or matt's face if he's working <laughs> that night or yeah. it's it's fun but like I said, it goes up two hundred dollars every week that it's not won, yeah. up to a maximum of a thousand dollars. So yeah. it gets it gets pretty real the higher it gets. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't get one for a few weeks and it gets up to a thousand and then it doesn't get one for a few weeks and it gets real tense yeah. and people show out. <laughs> I mean when we spun the wheel when we performed there. We were one space away from the money. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, stopped on the way. Dude, I've been there a couple times. I'm still yet to win once. The wheel is weighted. I feel like the wheel is weighted. Oh, there's been a couple money. There's been a couple times where it's missing a few pegs now. Oh. This is, again, not an event that makes money. <laughs> I just want to stress that to anybody who they might be even, listening. They, they don't even, make money. <laughs> the, the wheel is missing pegs. So there's been a few times where, like, I've gotten the money, but the missing peg has made me not get the money. I get like second best prize. I got $20 once, which is dope. I've won a toonie a couple times, which is dope. A lot of free drinks. Yeah. And just the fact that you get a drink when you go there is pretty awesome. Yeah, you get a drink and you get to hang out with a bunch of people who are there for the same thing you are. Yeah, just to listen to, just to watch, Just to watch whatever bands are playing that yeah. night. And when the bands are purposely bands, it's kind of purposely bad is pretty hilarious yeah it's lie. entertaining it's you know i'm right at the front of the stage every time just loving it yeah. <laughs> uh noah michael who i've worked with a couple times he's and i would say like 90 percent of the bands that play at rocking for dollars <laughs> that's an exaggeration but <laughs> he heck, he's got a few bands where they just bands i'm air quoting you can't see on microphone uh where they just like they just show up and he's got like a theremin and they've got like a guitar with seven different effect pedals and maybe a drummer and they just they just go ham <laughs> they just do whatever they feel like. Are they going to be yelling and aggressive? I don't know. Are they going to be really cool and chill? I don't know. What's going to happen? Sweet. <laughs> it's the best. It's I, so great. I mean, hey, if you make that your Wednesday commitment, just be like, hey, if we show up with just like two people and make some music, we have the chance to win at least $200. Hell yeah. <laughs> like... Hell yeah. And, uh, the bands, I think, just get booked in the order that they sign up. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, the first band to play spins first. The last band to play spins last. And yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, shit. I did win. Uh, cold Hard Cash is another thing they do yeah. where they literally will put bills uh, while they're just wasted out of their minds. They'll put some amount of bills in a bucket of ice and just, like, freeze it. <laughs> And then they don't know how much money's in it. And you just take it out in the front of the bar and smash the brick open and find out how much money you get. It's so fun. <laughs> Got to do that once. Oh, that's the best time. I encourage everybody to come. If you're not playing, just, yeah. just come and hang out. It's such a fun time. <laughs> Rocking for dollars, Wednesday nights at Broken City. Yes. Definitely check it out. Nine o'clock. 
and if you're in a band, you want to play, sign up. It's there's a Facebook event uh, under Rockin' for Dollars something, or uh, if you look up BJ Killer, you could probably find that. There's an Instagram account where they post videos and photos from past fun times that have been had. If this hasn't been convincing enough, and <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Awesome. I don't even like work for it or anything. I just love this thing so much that I go every week and I just want everybody else to because it's so fun and it's such a wonderful supportive thing that just needs to exist for the music community. Just to when I was a kid it was it was community hall shows and you know the promoters would book their friends bands or like friends of friends bands or whatever they could organize and they'd just bring as many people as they could to an all-ages community hall show and just pay everybody out as much as they made if they broke even or whatever. But that was that was just like the way that people got exposed to new local bands was to just like flyer hunt. And yeah. <laughs> there was like the Calgary local music board on Nexopia at one point was like a huge, <laughs> a huge important thing. And like yeah. calgarypunk.com. And that I just feel like Rockin' for Dollars is, is the, the closest to that kind of community that I've felt since that time, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's definitely, definitely kind of died out a little bit, I find, but with, like, I don't know, social media maybe, or maybe everything being so available online, I don't know, but you can still definitely find those communities, and you kind of, like, uh, the hip-hop community at 10 at 10 or whatever is kind of like another one. Yeah, the Commonwealth crowd, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just like, they're very supportive and there for the music, you yeah. know, which is just, it's a really neat thing to see. And something that's just necessary yeah. and should be supported. Yeah, definitely. And you see it in the, like, the electronic music scene, you see it in the metal scene, there's always those communities of people who are just there to support the music, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's nice thing. It's the only thing that we could possibly want as artists, right? Yeah, well, definitely. That's what you want as artists. Just, like, it's really nice to find those communities. They're very supportive, and they definitely do do a lot for the artists. They, like, I don't know, just from personal experience, I guess. Definitely. One person saying an encouraging thing is, like, worth so much to somebody who is doing creative yeah no absolutely and that's that's what i thrive on that's like what what i do it for right yeah. it's just to like constantly be trying to make better things than i made and if somebody's digging it then i'm obviously doing that right yeah. like that one person who comes up to you after your set or something who's just like you know what i really just appreciated what you were doing up there or like you did this really awesome keep it up or whatever whatever it may be that positive thing after a set is just like it's like what makes me want to do it fully absolutely sure. and after you've after you've played like a few times and there's there's some people who have who have seen you multiple times and you like you can kind of get to know these guys and you know have like conversations with people who have seen you a few times who will give you like honest insight to how they feel about your music yeah. because they've seen you a few times and it's awesome when people dig it but I also like to pick people's brains about what I'm fucking up on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honest criticism is so valuable. And I've talked about it a couple of times, but it's good to surround yourself with those people who are willing to give you honest criticism. No, absolutely. That's how you grow. And there was, there was, uh, I've been, I've been just doing short raps mostly at Rockin' for Dollars lately. 
And last time I played, uh, a guy said, after the hockey lineup, a guy came up to me and he was like, man, I, I was really digging your songs, but I just, I wish that they were longer. Yeah. And I like kind of explained to him like, well, that's the point and like gave him a little spiel. And he was like, yeah, that's cool. But like, I wish they were longer. <laughs> and I was like, okay, just hold on a minute. And I like ran out to my car and I like grabbed my CDs cause I just, I hand make CDs still. So yeah. just give them out. It's fine. I would prefer if people pay for them. <laughs> yeah. If you want to buy my CDs, you should, <laughs> I would, I would appreciate it. But this guy, like he, he, he gave me a little bit of criticism and I was like, yeah, okay, well, here's my CDs. These have longer songs. Maybe you'll like them. Yeah. And I haven't bumped into him again since, but I'm hoping that next time I talk to him, he'll let me know what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that you used CD Baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. For your, like at least for your first album. Yeah. I used CD Baby for Bebo Grove, uh, cause it was a really, how could I put it? It was a cheap way for me to <laughs> get my music out to as many platforms as I possibly could. Yeah. Um, so I did that for Bebo Grove. Uh, for Garden Party, I was living the unemployed life for the entire time leading up to it. I'm living the semi-employed life now, and I can't super afford to get it out yet, but yeah. it's on CDB or band camp yeah. uh, with all of my demos and EPs and stuff. Um, it's free or pay what you want. It's always free or pay what you want. <laughs> um, for the garden party one, all of the money that I get from the digital sales, I'm just splitting evenly among all of the sweet dudes from around the planet who helped me make it. Sweet. So obviously that's the one that i would encourage people to pay money for if you're going to pay money for any of my stuff yeah. and you can just honestly download the rest for free i don't give a shit it's <laughs> it says pay what you want i mean it just enter zero i don't care just, yeah. i just want everybody to have this stuff so man it's getting close what what's the date today the eighth i really want to finish this EP by the end of the year. Okay. A goal to have, I guess. <laughs> Pretty lofty. I don't know how close it is to being done, but... I've got... Well, my, my realist concern is I'm also working with uh, an artist, uh, Mr. Oddnerd on Instagram. And I've just been, like, digging his stuff for a while, and he's he just does really awesome work, so... Uh, we've been messaging back and forth, and he also does hip-hop stuff. Cool. So I, like, did up a beat for him, and he's writing some stuff, currently working on, like, how he's going to be able to record it. And he's going to do the album art for the Short Raps EP. Cool. And I'm super looking forward to that because, again, he makes just awesome, <laughs> awesome stuff. Like, from sketching to, like, weird graphic stuff and, like, playing with, like, simplistics and colors. And it's just, he, he's, he's trying different things. It's very experimental. I, I dig it so hard. And he's getting into animation, too, which is also very exciting. He's 
mentioned that he wants to uh, animate one of my shorts for a video, which would be pretty cool. I'd be super into, but yeah. I don't know. He's a busy guy. We're all busy guys. <laughs> I try not to. I try not to put too much on other people because I get it. <laughs> I appreciate when people try not to put too much on me. So yeah. we all got our own stuff to do on top of what we're doing with other people, right? Yeah, unfortunately, the things that we like doing don't necessarily pay the bills. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> But, you know, maybe if I put out three albums every year, then <laughs> people will notice and pay attention to me and maybe want to buy things. That would be dope. Yeah. I always have shirts and CDs in my car. <laughs> if you see me, I have those nearby. Uh, I made socks recently, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, bandanas. I'm just like really playing around with merch stuff because it's a, another art project that I can be doing, right? Yeah, it's, it's branding, I suppose, and like being able to put my name out there in a physical way, but it's also it's something else that I can try. It gives me a, an opportunity to be artistic. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm nothing if not that, man. <laughs> Something I found kind of strange um, doing a creative project is basically making yourself or your work into a brand that you kind of need to yeah fully uh, portray in a certain way, I guess. Not necessarily sell because I'm not really selling anything. But I mean, like but a conversation is sell. a conversation is selling something, right? Yeah, also, I'm trying, <laughs> I guess I'm trying to sell an idea or. Again, I guess I am trying to, like, if you give me money, that'd be great. Yeah. Like, awesome. But you don't have to, because I'm giving it to you for free. But, but we're, we're the people who make things for other people to enjoy. Yeah, definitely. So the people, who, like, the honestly, people who are enjoying those things who can't afford to help people out do. And yeah, I mean, that's been showed time and time again. It's, yeah, sure. it's becoming a viable option to be an independent music artist now. Yeah. Because like new things like Patreon and stuff like that. Yeah, there's there's all of these different options for people to help you. Because yeah. people want to help artists, they just they just don't know how most of the time. Yeah, that's very true. So I mean, the more options you have out there, the more you have opportunity to collect some of the droppings that <laughs> yeah. the wealthy the wealthy who enjoy your music like to give you. But, like, you can also help by just uh, liking things. Dude, and that's like, such a crazy how, thing. You like, don't know how much it actually helps just to fucking like something Just, on just a Facebook or like or share. Like, these things are... Literally a button, and you do not know how much impact that actually makes. All we're doing as independent artists is trying to have other people see us and appreciate what we're trying to do, right? Yeah. And, I mean it might be selfish it's it i struggle with this so much yeah, because it yeah, feels it feels so selfish That's to be true. like give me money you fuckers i'm <laughs> i'm making the shit you love you fuckers but like uh, most people don't love my shit i'm sure i don't i don't really care about that i just i have to make it yeah. <laughs> because it's a thing that's in me yeah. and always has been in me so i have to make it and this is becoming as the years progress a thing that 
I, I just, I need to do, it's a compulsion. I, I can work, sure, I can work with some shit job, it's fine. Yeah. No offense, because we work together at some <laughs> point, and that's, it, it's, it was, it was great, it was a great place to work, but I, in the grand scheme of my life, it's, it's not something that I care about. It's, the, every job I've ever had has been just some shit job, as far as I'm concerned, because this is what I want to do. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's difficult to make that a thing if people don't know who you are. Yeah. So, I mean, small things like, you know, just liking things. Yeah, if if you if you yeah. if you like if you watch a video that I'm posting, just like smash that fucking like button, dude. Yeah. It doesn't affect you at all. No, it helps me out huge because it it pops up in Somebody other people's stuff now. Yeah, you know? You'd be surprised how many people go through Instagram. This is creepy. I just found this out. But you'd be surprised how many people go through Instagram and the people who they follow and really like go through what those people have clicked like on. Yeah. So like if it's if it's somebody whose, you know, taste they put weight on, then they go and check out like what is this person like? Yeah. So in in any small way, like all of these small things just help us as independent artists without, you know, we don't have record industry that's <laughs> helping us out anymore like i don't i don't got managers i don't have producers i don't have i don't have any of this shit that <laughs> that people have that's like a, a financial support system so that's that's the difficult part is like yeah. i can i can make the shit i can make the shit all day long it's it's just i don't know i gotta do a fucking shit day job as well yeah well, <laughs> and like honestly a lot of people do and they have to do it for a really long time like, yeah there's a lot of people like djs especially that i personally like love and i love their music and i've seen them play at festivals like big festivals and you find out that they still work in a kitchen or something like that or they still totally absolutely like, wow i would not have expected that from because like, because we don't got you. record industry yeah. paying the bills anymore yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, you, you can get yourself a following and we'll kind of help you out with distribution because we're not really making that much money because nobody's paying for music anymore. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, being signed to a label would be such a blessing, but it's, it seems... Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it seems like we're in a, we're in a space where it's, it's actually a possibility for an independent artist to you know, just do it on their own. As much as I don't care for Macklemore's music at all, like he, he proved that. <laughs> he, he made his own shit and then he won awards about that shit and that's pretty cool. And Exactly, and and I've heard about you know uh, electronic producers getting um, like financial angels or whatever you want to call them, like people who will you know just fund them, knowing that like this money is going to come back to me yeah. because I believe in this dude that much, yeah. and like that's a pretty cool thing too. It's just like we're in a place where there's so many different options, which yeah, is definitely. awesome. So. And I feel like like I can handle making things, and I've I got enough cool friends like you who are also making things that I can hop on. Mm -hmm. And if we just keep making things, then that's great. Yeah, definitely. And like that's another thing is you have to 
kind of surround yourself with people who are making things or doing things or at least positive people. It's really, it kind of sucks being surrounded by negative people and they will bring you down. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. Um, but I mean, that's, that's another, in a self-interested view of it. Yeah. Like the more, the more musicians and promoters and whatever that you happen to meet, these are, these are people for your, uh, Rolodex, I want to say, but whatever the non 80 year old version of a Rolodex is. <laughs> but I mean, these are also, these are also people who, if they, if they enjoy what you're doing, will like tell their friends about it. And you know, the, that's getting your name out there. This is, this is all part of what we're doing to make it in this day and age as independent artists. Yeah. I definitely know what you, like, you mentioned that you feel weird about taking money from people or getting money, and, like, I feel the same I way. do. Like, I do feel weird. And like, a couple of people donate to the show on Patreon. Yeah. Like, the first that's time it happened, bomb. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's different when it's through the Amazon link or, like, the Audible trial thing because that's coming from a company that is giving me the money. Yeah. But when it's, like, coming directly from, like, somebody you know, well, at least in my case now because I've two people donate to the show so yes. I know both of them and like it's just do you know their weird. names oh yeah it's Jesse Tardivi and Barb Anderson oh that's so awesome my two donations right now and thank you guys very much that's the best man but uh, it's just so and like weird. people like them like they're they're keeping us alive right oh yeah totally I and and so they see it as they see it as a small contribution but like to us it's the whole oh, fucking world like it's every fucking it's thing so much, and I still have such a hard time like I've got I've got my CDs and I've got my T-shirts and like all of my stuff that I should be selling. <laughs> I should be turning around for money, but it's it's just it's hard for me to fight that urge to just be like, take it. I want you to have this. I want you to listen to this. I want you to tell your friends. I want like just it. I want you to have it. I just I make it because I have to. If you want it, have it, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 a hard thing to like. <laughs> but, like, thank God for people who use things like Patreon. I also yeah. have a Patreon page, yeah. and I have one subscriber currently, nice. which is the bomb. Yeah. Uh, my very good friend, Rob Grzecki, nice. uh, also known as Mr. Ghost Factory. <laughs> cool. I actually messaged them about possibly being on the show. You should have them on the show. Well, I haven't heard a response from them. Well, I actually, uh, it's funny because I ran into Brom earlier today yeah. and did you message him as well? Cause he, he asked about, he asked about this show and I was like, Oh yeah, that's my bud Cody. It's, it's great. He's awesome. Yeah. And I told him about how you like, you just had Kalen and Shane in and <laughs> it was just, it was a funny thing. Yeah. I'm just kind of, I'm sending, I'm sending a lot of emails recently. Oh. You should you should definitely get Ghost Factory and those are the funnest dudes, yeah. the funnest dudes. I've known Rob since uh, I used to be in a band called Attila when I was in high school, and he was in a band called The Yuckiest Prince. And I'm pretty sure still living in or around Okotoks, and we were like 15 and like just going to community hall shows <laughs> together. And I was. Uh, I was at his wedding just earlier this year, and he's one of my best friends of ever. So 
should definitely get him in. He's so fun. I mean, I have a slanted opinion of him. We shall see what their response is. Well, I'll get on him. <laughs> see, this is why I kind of try and have people that I know because it's easier. You can like jump them into doing it. Hell yeah, yeah. Like, yo, hey, I'm doing this thing. They feel more obligated to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, and I can talk. I can say like you should do my friend's podcast because it's super cool yeah. because I'm not you being like you should do, you my, do my podcast, podcast because it's super cool yeah. and I'm awesome. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then there's more times you're like uh, I, don't I don't know, know who this know. dog is, yeah. but no, She's thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's good to work with like things like collectives or uh, labels. It's e it's a lot easier to promote what your friends are doing compared to what yourself is doing. Truly, yeah. It's easier to be like, yo, you should check out my friend, he's really awesome, compared to like, yo, you should check out me, I'm really awesome. <laughs> like, and when, when my friends have musical releases coming up or screenings or things like that, like, I always got to share that shit because I know that I, I might only be contributing like 15 people to putting eyes on it, but that's 15 people who might show up to that thing instead. <laughs> So, like, Conniving Cadavers had their CD release, like, share that shit, like, that shit. Like, these are good friends of mine, so I want them to do well, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's been the same with the podcast so far. It's like every single guest I have had on the podcast have been personal friends of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally believe in what all of them are doing. So. Well, yeah, man, you're, you're podcasting the Calgary music scene. Yeah, it's actually it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Had some good guests so far. Yeah, I mean, super solid. besides me, <laughs> no, including me. <laughs> you gotta give yourself more credit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm a well-adjusted and properly medicated now human being. So, Kev, <laughs> uh, coming up, there might be, like I said, I've been emailing a lot of people lately, so we shall see. Are you planning on like putting out more, more podcasts, increasing the? Uh, quantity, like, quantity? No, I think the frequency. With frequency, yes. That's what I meant. Yeah, frequency. Hopefully, yes. Um, I'm enjoying doing it right now. It's mostly it's. I've become better at organizing people because that's like half the battle of podcasting is getting people organized and together and all there at the same time. <laughs> it's half the battle of everything, man. Yeah, like. Geez. That's why I like collaborating with people on the internet because. Yeah. You don't have to deal with logistics. Yeah, exactly. It's just whenever I'm ready, I send you some shit. And whenever you get around to it, you send me some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been trying to maybe make it even slightly more portable so I can do it, like, on the go. And I can go to people because I know that that's obviously a huge selling point if that can be accomplished. Right, right, right. I also like the setup I have but now. But, I mean, this is, a pretty, this is a pretty sweet-looking professional setup. Yeah, so there's a table. I wouldn't trade this away. Guys, there's a table now. We didn't used to have a table. Yeah, there's a table in here, guys. There's a table. There's a couch. There's a cat scratch fun zone. <laughs> there's a snowboard and some skis. Two longboards. A fan. A base hanging on the wall. Jordy's sitting at another table. Actually, desk, I'd call it. And it's just got, like knobs and speakers and cables <laughs> and all kinds of really expensive looking stuff all over it. Many cables. Beside me is more of the same, also this drum. <laughs> this is our studio. It's, it's great. It's great. 
It's a studio. It's a studio. <laughs> All right. The living room is downstairs. This is the studio. <laughs> Marin's garage is a studio, and this is a studio. <laughs> I'd mic drop, but it's on a table. Also, that's like really dick. Yeah. That's like a dick thing to do. I don't like. Some people drop it, drop it really aggressively. Yeah. Too. I'm like, that is like a hundred dollars at least. Yeah. Come on. And I'm like that is a piece of equipment. You should not be just dropping that on the ground. <laughs> if you if you are if you are unaware, don't drop the mic, guys. Unless you're willing to like, pay for it. Unless you're willing to pay for it. It's 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 a thing that somebody paid money for. And that same somebody is probably like letting you play a show you, for, like, for yeah people who are actually paying yeah you. so like just don't be a dick unless it's your own mic then drop it because you, you could sure break it it's yeah. pretty easy to break it really i've broken mics place. without dropping them so like i don't know unless you're willing to pay for that microphone that you are about to drop just don't don't drop it public notice it's not worth the effect no microphones are expensive by just like clapping the top of it and like you're probably gonna get the venue owner who's like dude you drop my mic. That sucks. It's broken. But you might get a dick who's like, dude, that's a $400 microphone and yeah. you got to pay me for it or I'm going to have my buddies break your legs. <laughs> <laughs> He's also running the mafia in this scenario in my head. He's got very strong friends who will break your legs. Yeah. No, no, with no, their hands. Just their hands, okay. They grab the thigh, they grab the calf, they just, just bend it, it backwards. Oh, Super strong. Yeah, that sounds painful. Don't want that to happen, so don't drop microphones. Yeah. Moral of the story. You might get your legs broken. <laughs> don't drop the mic. Just say something instead. Oh, we should give people an alternative. If we're going to tell them not to do something, we have to give them an alternative. Like you said, just clap the top of it really hard. I don't know. Or um, pretend to drop it. No, equipment. You might still. I was going to say, like, drop it and catch it by the cord before it hits the ground. Or, like, like... place it gently on the <laughs> ground afterwards. <laughs> I think that, yes, place it gently on the ground afterwards. Just, <laughs> just kneel down. And place it gently and Just on place the it. Hat. Maybe have a bow. Yeah. Before you exit the stage. You bow. Why did, we, why did bowing, like, all of a sudden go out the window? You know, I never really thought about that. Because... Bowing to me seems gratuitous and like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> These people aren't here to watch me. <laughs> These people are here accidentally, probably. Yeah, I guess. But, but, I guess the origin of bowing is to show honor for the people who have so graciously given you their attention yeah. by humbling yourself in front of them. And so, really, we're just dicks. <laughs> God damn it. You're like, I don't need you. And it's happened so slowly that we didn't really notice, but we're all just dicks now. Nobody's gracious to their audience. Maybe that's why nobody's paying us anymore. I'm giving you an audio bow, listeners. Audio bow. Mic drop. <laughs> There's shock mounts, though. It's not going to do anything. Oh, did that not make any sound at all, probably? No it kind of moved the pop filter. Oh, there we go. Good as new. Shock mount. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. If you hit it, you're supposed to reduce noise. God damn. I got to get me one of those. Yeah. I'm still recording on the, the old Yeti mic. Sweet. Those are like, those 
It's doing its job. Yeah. I run into some latency issues every once in a while, but I also leave it in my car, so it could just be the cord is getting yeah. warped. Like, I, mean, I say my car. It's not my car. I don't have a car. This is my girlfriend Alex's car. Alex Leung, my peanut, my love, my world, uh, lets me use her car to do my stupid things. <laughs> And also leave my stupid things in her car, like all of my stupid CDs <laughs> and all of the socks. <laughs> a stack of t-shirts in the back of her. You know what? I wonder if she. I wonder if she minds. I've never considered this. Man. Maybe I'm that freeloading leech of an asshole boyfriend that's in all the rom-coms. <laughs> she's going to find her Matthew McConaughey. Uh, just be Matthew McConaughey then. All right. Yeah, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. There you go. You're like halfway there. Now you just need a LinkedIn. Ooh. Yeah. LinkedIn. No, a LinkedIn. A LinkedIn? No. <laughs> <laughs> like a business profile? <laughs> no. A LinkedIn. Like a... Like a Lincoln Continental. Yeah. Is that a breakfast? Maybe. I don't know. I think it's a car. I'm imagining a breakfast of a lot of sausages, and they stack the sausages uh, like logs as a cabin, like Lincoln logs. That'd be good. I I just like sausage. But that's, I guess, like kind of a bad breakfast from by most people's standards <laughs> and also not really worth it for the restaurant just to make a pun <laughs> I don't know I feel like it's worth it for anybody to make a pun anytime maybe we shouldn't look for real life <laughs> situations <laughs> in situationals hypotheticals you know the thing we're doing <laughs> got a couple things in the works nothing definite I wouldn't want to jinx it I've got some things coming up Sweet. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully I don't know man hustling <laughs> nice. cool. what, what about you though what about me yeah am I allowed to ask am I allowed to flip the interview yeah sure like, what, um, what kind of stuff do you got coming up? Podcasts. I got podcasts coming up. Like I said, I've been emailing a lot of people. I'm in talks with three or four of them so far, so we'll see. When you can work it out? Yeah, I got another podcast booked on Saturday with my friend Ben. Nice. That should be good. Um, that's for the other one. For the globe hopping. Globe hopping yeah. I really dug that last episode. It was really fun. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool too. <laughs> I like listening to it. I was just like driving around and dropping off pizzas and burgers and shit and being like, oh, I miss those guys. <laughs> yeah, it's also fun to do. Um, there's alcohol involved. That wasn't obvious. Oh, no, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I listened back to it. You can tell that my speech is 
getting slightly sl- more slurred as the podcast goes on. <laughs> and towards the end of it, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I liked the, uh, the would you rather that you guys opened up with. <laughs> and ended up talking about for like much longer than I expected. But I was delighted all the way through. Because you explored so thoroughly shitting grapefruits or sweating mayonnaise. It needed to be explored. <laughs> I don't know how much it does, man. You just no. I, you just take shit and grapefruits. That's the obvious choice. I don't know. I think you'd die. Would you? <laughs> I think so. How are the... Oh, uh, grapefruits like this big. Yeah, okay. How are the grapefruits getting into me? Whole. For me to know, shit out. They're coming out just whole. Magic. Yeah. So we're just saying magic. We're assuming it's magic. How okay. are you sweating mayonnaise? Magic. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so... I'm thinking, like, I'm sweating mayonnaise. It would suck, but you wouldn't die. Any day, I'm a pretty sweaty guy. Right now, my hands are quite sweaty. Yeah. So my hands would just be covered in mayonnaise. Yeah. Everything I touch is now going to be covered in mayonnaise for the rest of my life. No, thank you. <laughs> also, again, pretty sweaty person. Yeah. So when I'm on a stage and there's yeah. lights on me for five minutes or more, I would just be covered in mayonnaise. Yeah. I would be literally a walking joke for hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could conceal shitting grapefruits a lot yeah easier. nobody needs to know i'm shitting but grapefruits and i could sell them you might die no well you're right because we did say that it was actual grapefruits they're actual grapefruits that i'm shitting out magically i'm magically turning my shit into money yes i want that <laughs> like with lots of pain so the, draw bre- the drawback to turning my shit into money is that I have to stretch my asshole to that of somebody who's been fucked by a horse. <laughs> somebody died by getting fucked by a horse. Man. Yeah, yeah, like one guy, okay? <laughs> How many guys got fucked by horses that didn't die? I want to know that statistic. Also, <laughs> also, he probably got killed because the horse dick is so huge that when it plowed through his ass, it just like fucked through his like intestines right up into his heart and lungs and just like fucked straight into his brain and just killed him right away. Like, have you seen a horse dick? Those things are massive. That would f- flow right through a torso. And then the cum, that would just fill him. R- Anyways. <laughs> If you're not dealing with if you're not dealing with the penetration, you're just dealing with like grapefruits coming out. You just have to worry about the stretch. That's true. And I mean, if I've got a gun to my head saying you've got to shit grapefruits or you've got to sweat mayonnaise, then I'm willing to make that stretch. (laughs) And who knows? After a week, I might like it. (laughs) After after a month, I'll be used to it. You might be. I'll be selling grapefruits like mad. I shit like nobody's business. <laughs> like clockwork, it's you know, it's a daily thing. I could, I could, I could go down to the farmers market every day. Here's your bag of grapefruits. <laughs> Don't need to know. Why are they slightly pressed and misshapen? <laughs> Who knows? You know, the more questions you ask, the more likely I am to take these to another farmer's market. <laughs> there are many options for me. <laughs> you just probably, you'd have to go around roaming farmer's markets as the truth behind your grapefruits got out. 
I, who needs to know? They would, I feel like it would get exposed. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm sure you wouldn't, but maybe somebody... I'm, fe- I'm feeling like this comes this comes on like a curse in a back alley one night with like a <laughs> wizard. And he's like, you must choose mayonnaise, happened. sweat, or grapefruit poop. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just between me and the wizard what I choose. That's our little secret. Got a chill deficiency on ambition for chivalry With the vision inside of me of a saddle and donkey Paddling honky-tonk, raunchy thoughts bonkers Vomiting properly, probably hollering and screaming Probably walloping meat, probably gross to meat Probably chose defeat, cause this is killing me Probably in the car working pad and beat I wish the rent was free so I could afford to eat This is thrift rap, MacBook Yeti Sit still in the front seat, rap uh, Edit with the seat back, do it all yourself, rap Bad for your health, rap Medicate the self and not the villain of the rap, and this is short rap, you'll wanna run it back, you probably missed half lost in the gab, this is short rap, this is controlled blast, this is the shit you didn't know that you've been missing, ha! If you liked this episode of the podcast, why not leave a review? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. For up-to-date information on the podcast, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Froggy Style Productions. That's Frog, the letter E, Style Productions. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca. There, you can visit our online store. We sell t-shirts, stickers, and posters. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.